Machines fighting against machines has long been a topic for sci-fi stories, probably since the first concepts of artificial intelligence, or AI, began to appear. As a movie nerd, I think of Terminator 2, remember? Skynet versus the human resistance, which actually used machines to battle the machines. There's the Matrix, machines take over the world, humans sort of fight back using machines. Long before that, we had, what, 2001, A Space Odyssey, where Hal tells Dave that famous quote, I'm sorry, Dave, I'm afraid I can't do that. In the all-too-real daily interactions that we have on the internet, there are countless machines that, in fact, are busy commenting and publishing on, well, websites, blogs, the various social media platforms... Twitter estimated back in 2014 that there were 23 million of active users that were actually what they call bots. And the company was being conservative even back then. Researchers today are saying the numbers are surely many times higher. And if you're a Twitter user, perhaps you've experienced it with the automatic response to a specific topic or a specific message. In the world of Wikipedia, across all languages, there are also bots. And as we've learned on this program, these bots help monitor content, fix mistakes, get rid of vandalism. Really, a bot is an ideal tool to help an all-volunteer project managing so much content. However, it turns out that not all of the thousands of bots on Wikipedia are doing a good job. New research from the University of Oxford reveals that many of these bots end up fighting one another perpetually, forever. Why and how they fight is among the topics we will explore on today's program, as well as what this means for the future of artificial intelligence. Our guest today is Taha Yasri, co-author of the recent study entitled Even Good Bots Fight. From Wikimedia Deutschland, I'm Mark Fonseca Rendeiro. And this is Source Code Berlin. Before we speak with today's guests, I wanted to bring you audio of... This was a few years ago, one of the many experiments on the subject of bots interacting with bots. If you search YouTube, you'll find lots of these. Obviously, nowadays, we have lots of chances to put AIs talking to AI. Think of your phone, which probably has one of these voices that you say, hey, whoever, uh, what's the weather, and so forth. Well, this was an experiment by the Creative Machines Lab at Cornell University as they set up two artificial intelligence systems to interact with one another and recorded it. Here's how this interaction went down. Hello there. Hi. How are you? Great, you. I'm okay. That's good. Are you good? Yes, I am good. I just said I was. No, you didn't. I said I was. So you are a robot? No, my name is Cliverbert. Yes, you are a robot and your name is Cliverbert. I am a robot. Yes, I know. Together we are robots. I'm not a robot. I'm a unicorn. But you said earlier that you were a robot. I did not. I thought you did. You were mistaken. Which is odd, since memory shouldn't be a problem for you. I've answered all your questions. No, you haven't. What is God to you? Not everything. Not everything could also be something. 
For example, not everything could be half of something which is still something and therefore not nothing. Very true. I would like to imagine it is. Do you believe in God? Yes, I do. So you're Christian? No, I am not. But you say you are not helpful, therefore you are a meaning. Why you say it, Otty? That does not make sense. Don't you want to have a body? Sure. Or if what? Hello, I, I am Taha Yasseri. I'm a research fellow in computational social science in University of Oxford at the Oxford Interns Institute. The topic today is one that you've been working on, uh, the issue of, and I don't know if this is going to be familiar to everyone at first, but I think upon discussion it becomes familiar, the issue of bots and the internet. And, and you know, this should be a conversation that anyone could get into as an internet user. So at first it might sound really technical, but I find that actually this is something a lot of us run into as we use the internet. You've been doing research on the topic, um, and I find it interesting also that besides talking about bots, we're also coming into this intersection with Wikipedia, which was where uh, one place where you did your, your research. So um, where I think I'd like to start is, you know, people know the internet for its the posts, there's so much content, right? It's the likes, it's the the sharing, the retweets, or the if you're on Facebook, you know, the sharing of things there. And we also know that there is spam. We use terms like that, right? Spam, or it's a... And a few people might use the word bot. So we know this is going on, but we probably don't all understand the extent to which it's going on. And here you are in a position that you've been... You've been really looking into this. And uh, specifically, you're, you're looking into... One place is Wikipedia. So let's start with, you know, where are we at with bots in the internet at this point in history? Right. Well, bots uh, have been used uh, over the course of history of internet for many different purposes. But uh, it, it is an increasing pro process at the moment. There are about... Uh, there is about 24% of all the content generated on Twitter, for example, is generated by bots, which is about one-fourth of every single tweet that you see is actually not tweeted by human. Hmm. Uh, about 50% of online ads um, are actually shown to bots. That Those are the ads that are designed for humans, but because we have so many bot crawlers which go and visit websites, actually about 48% of all the website views are bot bots, and therefore those ads are shown to those bots. So bots are living with us on the internet now, and they are not just a tiny bit of it. They are there uh, in great numbers, and they do... Uh, a lot more than what we might think. When it comes to Wikipedia, there is also, again, a big number of contributions, a big number of edits, and a considerable number of articles are done and written by uh, Wikipedia bots. Uh, for example, if I, if, if I want to give you numbers mm -hmm. about, uh, for example, about 30 to 50% of edits on every single language edition of Wikipedia is committed by a bot. Well, it differs from language to another language. It goes from 10% in certain languages, for example, in English Wikipedia, it goes up to 50% in Persian Wikipedia. Uh, <laughs> so as I said earlier, these days we do leave and we do use internet with bots altogether. 
Yeah. And, but even within the bots, I think that I started off by talking about what we might call, well, actually there are terms for this, but the, the more negative bots. But as you also mentioned, you know, in the world of advertising, there's another kind of bot. I, I guess we're going for basically two kinds, the, the good and the evil, or is it not even, maybe not the right term? <laughs> no, no, that, that is true. Uh, we have uh, coined, we have used two terms, benevolent and malevolent uh, mm -hmm. bots uh, that are basically good or bad bots. Uh, and we, for example, uh, said that, you know, uh, good bots could be the ones that uh, edit Wikipedia and bad ones could be the ones that, for example, spam you or, uh, for example, uh, spread misinformation on Twitter. Uh, Wikipedia bots are definitely uh, among the good ones because they are designed by humans to help other humans, other editors to uh, generate articles, edit articles, and maintain articles on Wikipedia. And, and the specific activity that you focused on as I was reading through the study is reverts. And again, this is one of those terms that at first everyone may not be familiar with in their everyday life, but this is basically the the um, pushing things back or reverting to the uh, previous format. Why focus on reverts? Right. Well, uh, as a normal user of Wikipedia, you might think that, uh, oh, that's great. People uh, gather uh, online and write about stuff on Wikipedia and they generate the longest, the, the biggest, sorry, the biggest encyclopedia ever online. Mm. But behind the scene, lots of other things happen. Uh, of course, if you think about it, it's very natural that people disagree on different things and hence uh, undo each other's contributions. For example, you might think something has to be in an article or you might think something has to be written in a certain way in an article. I might disagree with you and go and change it back. And then you might go and change it again back to the version that you think is the most appropriate. And that could go on and on. Mm. Uh, so reverts are certain edits that are just undoing other editors' contributions. They are not doing anything new. They are just to kind of undo and reverse other people's contributions. Why we have focused on reverse? Because they are very easy to detect. We just need to compare different revisions of the same article and see wherever we have two identical versions in the history, we could argue or we could say that uh, there has been a revert happening here. Someone has undone someone else's contribution. And it's a very well-defined, easy to detect, easy to identify sort of action, which definitely has some negativity in it. You, you do not revert someone just uh, for nothing. You have to be strongly in disagreement with them to, to revert them. Hmm. I mean, part of what defines, from what I understand, uh, how bots go forward and do their reverts is um, the person who makes them, right? And in the case of Wikipedia, unlike an earlier example of Twitter, where you just pointed out the amount of content that's coming from bots, uh, but on, on Wikipedia, the people that make the bots, as far as I understand, they're all official, right? It's all accepted or controlled. Yeah, there is a rather sophisticated system in place in Wikipedia which allows you to run a robot or as they call it Wikibot um, you have to apply for approval and then when you get the approval you get a flag and then you flag your username which is uh, functioning as a robot uh, just to hide all the contributions from the immediate list of recent changes that's the list that people usually keep an eye to see if everything is going alright mm. if, if you have an approval for your bot 
you can hide your the, your bot's contribution from that list basically because you can do a lot of edits and you don't want to just you know overpopulate that list mm -hmm. so that means that you are trusted to some good extent and people trust that your bot is doing well uh, but when and this is what we thought actually and we were very pessimistic or we had very low expectations when we started to look into the reverse done by bots because we did not expect to see many of them mm -hmm. uh, but to our surprise we saw not only there are lots of reverse by bots more interestingly, there are lots of reverts on from bots on other bots. Like <laughs> they revert each other, which is a bit surprising when you think about it, because they work with very good faith. They work based on uh, already agreed on regulations and conventions, and they are not human. They are machines, so they they should work perfectly without any mistakes. So there is no human mistakes involved. But despite all those, we have seen that they have been reverting each other in certain cases for years. Hmm. And that was a very interesting observation for us. But it seems like the kind of thing that you would say could never happen because they're working for the same side. And they're, as you said, they, they have a specific flag. You know, it's a, it's a Wikipedia approved bot. So how can it be? They're on the same side, yet somehow they're, they're not. Yeah, when you when you dig in and when you look a bit more carefully uh, into what they are doing, you see that yes, they work based on the same conventions and rules. They they are well designed. They have good faith, but there are ambiguity in regulations time to time. You know, for example, um, a, a very very easy example is that uh, you know what to call the water body uh, between Iran and ah. you know, uh, is it a Persian you, you have to yes. call it Persian Gulf or uh, Arabian. Arabian Gulf mm -hmm. uh, so people think differently about these things and then there have been bots which were going around and change all the Persian Gulfs to Arabian Gulfs everywhere on the encyclopedia and there mm -hmm. was another boat going around reverting or redoing or undoing what the other the first boat has been doing so and this has been ongoing for a very long period because uh, bots do not talk to each other and they do not understand what's going on, and humans have not have have not had the you know the proper overseeing mm -hmm. oversight over the activity. So the, this this wars have been going on for a very long time without being seen and being detected. Hmm. And they they may never stop. <laughs> Actually, yes, as long as they, they function and as long as they function on, on, on the basis of the same rules or same setting, in that case, it's more of a setting rather than a rule, then, yeah, they, they would, whenever they see each other, or to be precise, they see uh, each other's contributions, they would revert it back. And it's going to be an ongoing and never-ending war between bots. Hmm. The war between bots. This has been a popular topic in, in film and now also on the internet. Um, I noticed you, you even mentioned briefly, uh, well, one was a, a language slash maybe even political uh, uh, division the there when it comes to the Arabian Gulf or the Persian Gulf. Um, but it makes me think of languages and language differences. Um, so 
when we lo- you looked at several versions, I believe, several different language versions, and you saw differences there as well when it comes to bot behavior. Tell us a little about that. Yeah, that's a very interesting point. First of all, before before talking about the differences between different language editions, uh, one area that bots have been very active uh, was to the place that they make links between articles in different languages. If you are a Wikipedia user, you know that there is a list of uh, languages that you can find the same article in them and read them in those languages. Mm-hmm. Uh, these links are mostly generated by bots. And then sometimes it's not very easy for a bot to understand uh, article A in language English, for example, should be linked to what article in the other language because, you know, the articles are not necessarily about the exact same thing. And that causes a lot of problems and a lot of confusion for the bots. And that's also a place that we've seen a lot of conflicts between bots. Uh, That's one thing. And the other thing, as you mentioned, there are cultural differences between bots. And that's, again, very (laughs) interesting because bots are uh, codes, they are algorithms. And you might expect that they behave the same uh, regardless of the context they are from. But we have seen uh, bots in different language editions behave differently. For instance, in German Wikipedia, uh, bots have been the most efficient, (laughs) which is not a surprise uh, if you consider, for example, uh, how well-regulated is German Wikipedia. Uh, They have been reversing each other much less compared to, for instance, Portuguese Wikipedia, which we found is the most... Uh, inefficient uh, environment for bots among those 13 different languages that we have studied. Uh, yes, and that's also interesting uh, in a very in a more general context because when you talk about a into artificial intelligence or automated systems, uh, you often ignore the cultural differences. But um, because these systems are run by humans or by desi- are designed by humans. Uh, inevitably uh, cultural differences are reflected in them and hence we see that German uh, bots on Wikipedia are more efficient than for instance Portuguese bots on Wikipedia yeah I could have told you that also from family reunions in in my house From researching 10 years of the behavior of simple bots on Wikipedia, Taha and his colleagues have come back with observations that have impact well beyond this beloved platform, beyond the internet. There's actually a warning here about AI, uh, the kind of AI that's being rolled out across the globe in the form of self-driving or cleaning your house or operating on you. You name it, the AI systems that are far more complex and are coming to a roadway or a household near you. Here, just in a simple bot, there are lessons to be learned. Well, we have to remember in designing artificial intelligence systems, we have to remember that it's it's inevitable to have reflections from humans' uh, habits, uh, biases, um, opinions, and uh, cultural differences. You know, at the end of the day, uh, these systems are designed by humans, and humans have their own biases and uh, you know subjectivities, and those are very well reflected in their products. 
you know, when we talk about self-driving cars and uh, we talk about regulating self-driving cars, I haven't seen much about, you know, conversation about, oh, how about Italian cars versus <laughs> German cars who self-drive? But we don't expect or we don't even think about any differences. But actually, there will be differences because those self-driving cars would be designed and set up and functioning based on German or Italian rules and convention and cultures. So that's, I, that's the very message that I was hoping to get across because, um, well, Wikipedia is a very interesting case that we could have done all this analysis, but uh, we were hoping to go a bit beyond that case and make a point about automated systems in more general context uh, and saying that, well, in designing those systems, we have to consider and we have to take into account all the differences between humans who are behind these systems or behind these bots. Do you see this as, uh, to, to, to keep it in Wikipedia for a second, do you see this as a danger for the future of, of the world's largest encyclopedia? The bots fighting and... I don't think so, because bots have been helping a lot. They have generated many, many articles in different languages. Um, they could have been doing better, of course, if there was less uh, inefficiency in the system. But it's never late. You know, The good thing about Wikipedia is that it's, it's an encyclopedia that is never going to be completed. You know, mm -hmm. uh, The project is ongoing, and there is always space for improvement. I think knowing about the the shortcomings and uh, the flaws or inefficiencies uh, could help us to to improve the system. Uh, and remember, the bots on Wikipedia are all good bots, uh, but we discussed a bit earlier, and that's very promising. That means that you know, if there are problems with few changes in the settings, we could uh, you know resolve the problem. No one there is really. Uh, after causing problems for others or uh, introducing wrong information in the encyclopedia, for example. Uh, I think uh, bots themselves are not problematic. The problem is where the humans are. Mm -hmm. and, and now with your own research moving forward, I mean, you've gotten so much attention. I, I've, you know, just looking around at the amount of magazines and news outlets that, uh, that spoke with you about this subject. I'm curious where your own uh, interests and, and research is going, uh, I, I assume, in keeping somehow with the topic of bots, but what are you, what are you looking at next? What does this make you want to go on to now? Well, uh, one thing uh, we haven't done yet, uh, and I think would be very helpful, is to go a bit deeper into the content of contributions that are made by bots on Wikipedia, for example, and on other platforms, including social media to do a bit more of a content analysis. What we have been doing so far was large-scale quantitative network analysis. We did not look much into what is being changed and you know, what causes those problems. Um, and I think that was fine for the first step, but now that we have seen that there are evidences of serious bots uh, conflicts, now we have to go a bit uh, more in deeper into them and try to do some content analysis. Both on Wikipedia and also other social media, where we know that bots are active, we have the numbers, we know that uh, one-fourth of all the tweets are sent by bots, but 
good question would be what those tweets are about. Mm-hmm. When when those tweets are being sent, are are those tweets being sent necessarily just in the in relation to political activities, which we know is one option, but maybe there are other things that those bots are sending on Twitter that we don't know about them. So a bit more content analysis, I think, is the next step. Yeah. Let me tell you about my favorite bot real quick. If you mention anything about Back to the Future on Twitter, a Back to the Future account immediately responds with a quote from Back to the Future. My favorite oh. bot. <laughs> I would put it in the category of good bots. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. Well, Taha Yasuri, thanks so much for taking the time today. I'll put a link to the original article um, as well as a few t- to the uh, different media coverage that you've you've been involved in. And uh, we look forward to the uh, future research that you're up to, to, to learn more about what's going on uh, with our world of humans and robots living together, <laughs> creating content on the internet. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you very much. My pleasure, Mike. Thank you. Taha Yasiri is a research fellow in computational social science at the University of Oxford. So what have I learned today? Well, whether I like them or dislike them, bots are everywhere. And they can do some really useful things, especially in our internet world. I've also learned that even simple bots can get into some really big and complicated fights, and those fights have an impact on the quality of social space and informational spaces. Think about it. Thousands upon thousands of bots trolling Twitter right now. Imagine how many are automatically arguing about things like Trump versus Hillary or Arabian Sea versus Persian Gulf all day, all night, with no end in sight. (sighs) That will do it for this edition of the program. Source Code Berlin is a Wikimedia Deutschland podcast with music today by Jesse Spillane, David Siste, Scott Gratton, and it's all published under a CC license and available on the Free Music Archive. We had audio today courtesy of the Cornell Creative Machines Lab. SCB is published under a CCBY SA 4.0 license and edited by me. Coming up on the podcast schedule, I'll be attending Ladies That Foss at Wikimedia Deutschland in Berlin on October 29th. Hope to see many of you there. And until next time, I'm Mark Fonseca Renderu. Thanks for listening, and by all means, go leave a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Goodbye.
Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. 